The Silly Goose Gang Podcast. Today's episode of the Silly Goose Gang Podcast is brought to you by our friend, Wakar Rashid from Titan Sports over in Pakistan. He is the manufacturer of this uh, wonderful William Wallace rash guard that he made for us. Um, and you know, if you want to go check him out to get some stuff made, you can get him at thetitansports.com and on Instagram at Titan Sportswear. Uh, so definitely go check him out uh, if you want some stuff manufactured. That's all right. Okay, so we are back in episode 69 of the Silly Goose Gang podcast, and we're delighted to be joined today by Mike Yarbrough of Wolf and Iron and Rustic and Main, and to make that very important distinction as I got it wrong. So, uh, Mike, thank you very much for joining us today. Yeah, guys, I'm glad to be here. This is going to be a good conversation. Yeah. yeah. Now, just because Ali said your surname very Scottish, how do you how do you pronounce it in, in America? No, that, you know what? If I could pronounce it just like that every time, that would be perfect. Yeah. Yarbrough. No, that's great. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's some people are, there's there's uh, apparently there's some Yarboros uh, with an extra O out there, um, uh, so I, I don't know. But we, you know, there's there's all kinds of spellings and variations of it. But yeah, Yarbrough is how I how I roll with it. That's um because obviously you know I remember oh god now ten years ago maybe longer I remember Eminem played at our uh, Scottish music festival and he came on stage and he was nowhere near the capital but he said. Hey, what's up, Edinburgh? And everybody's going, well, instead of Edinburgh. Yeah. Yes, Edinburgh, Edinburgh, not Ed, Edinburgh. So it's just one of those, you know, the last name. Um, but yeah, yeah, man, we're, um, we're delighted, to, delighted to have you here. It's nice to see the uh, old glory in the background there. That's right. Hanging up. Um, that's, uh, yeah, that's, uh, it's a, you know, it's, it's like the Union Jack. I think it's a beautiful flag. No, yeah. Ali doesn't. Yeah, yeah there's doesn't the uh, you know, we weren't original in the red, white, and blue. You know, for some reason, we were just like that works. And you know, obviously, there's a lot of other countries and a lot of variations on that color theme, but uh, yeah, we still like it. Proud of it, yeah, definitely. There's a seems to be a I mean, I don't want to dive straight into to be anything political, but America is a strange place at the minute, and uh, yeah. it's cool when it's cool when you see somebody who has just had an American flag said. Yeah, I'm proud to be American. Yeah, for sure. No, it's it's strange for me because I grew up in the 80s and the early 90s, and it was so pro-America. And it mm. was like, you know, we had this common, you know, we had a lot of music coming out at the time. There were a lot of movies that were very pro-America, pro-America military, all this other kind of stuff. And to go from that shift all the way over to where we, you know, most people are still very proud to be Americans. Most Americans are happy to be Americans. But there's a, um, there's just a, a lot of, anti-american kind of uh, rhetoric out there that we're mm. just constantly you know dealing with and so when you see somebody walking around town and they've got an american t-shirt on or they got something that says proud to be an american it's almost like that person's a rebel these days like yeah, yeah you know even though it should just be the most normal thing you know that there is so yeah, yeah it, seems, strange. it seems strange because you know i think we're all round about the same age yeah and um you know, when we were in America as kids, uh, like in the late nineties, like there was American flags everywhere. It was, you know, very much a, you know, to to be American was, you know, you were proud to be an American. Whereas now it seems like, I don't know if it's just the social media impact on things where, um, 
you know, you you see, you, you have way more information, you know, because if we grew up, you know, I, I grew up in, in the nineties, and it, you know, there was no social media, so you didn't have access to so much information. So I don't know if it's that side of things where we now just see everything, or it is more, um, like I don't know if it's a because you know the same things happen. I mean, I'm sure Ali would agree. The same thing is happening over here. Yeah, you know what it's like. Yeah, definitely, you can't really be proud to be. You know, Scottish, British. Um, it's uh, and I don't know. I don't understand it. I think, getting I think old. some of it is this. Um, you know, we're, we're we've kind of moved from a generation where people were, uh, you know, very tough, very resilient, very, uh, very much responsible for themselves, and they had that kind of mindset, and they would have never ever considered themselves a victim of some kind, even if they really were truly a victim. They would have never paraded that as like you know their main the banner of their life. But for people to really buy into this kind of victim mentality, mm -hmm. um, whether it's a, a group, a, a business, a nation, whatever it happens to be, they have to look at it through the lens of the sins that it's committed, the wrong that's been done, rather than the good that it stands for. Like the, you know, the American flag stands for honor and justice and sacrifice and so many great, wonderful things. But when they see the flag, some people, when they see the flag, they go, Oh, to be an American means slavery. It means uh, uh, capitalism, you know, in some kind of bad way. It means all these negative things instead of actually what the flag represents and what it calls us to. And 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 same is true for every country. Every flag is has a, a noble kind of undertone or a noble meaning behind it. Mm -hmm. But you know, you can't uh, if you were looking for something that was higher and something that elevated you. That's not really going to keep you in that victim mindset. And so the people mm. out there that are perpetuating these ideas of anti-Americanism, anti-capitalism, you know, all these kinds of things, it's people that are trying to t wear people down and make them think about themselves as a society of victims rather than a society of free people that are, you know, can go out and become and do. Yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, basically, you know, I have very little um, struggle, very little wrong in life where they have to start fabricating things. It just seems... Yeah. You know, I, I remember when, you know, being a kid and, I, I, you know, I can remember, you know, parents saying, oh, the world's going mad. I feel, I feel like now it genuinely is like, uh, you know, I don't know how many times a, a day or a week, you know, me and Ali will be sending things to each other. And, you know, we said, we, we, this, we live in a, this is a simulation. This cannot, we, how did we get to this point? It just seems like everything is. It, it seems like we've never more, you know, more than ever, we've never needed to hit the stop button and say, "Okay, everybody, yeah, can we just be reasonable?" Like, yeah, and and it's you know to say anything now, slightly from you know, and 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 you you know, I was going to say controversial, but you know, it's not even contra things that aren't controversial. No, and now people are going, "Well, that's that's ridiculous." You just going, "What? No. Yeah, how?" Since I don't know how we've got here. Um, yeah, sorry, we've gone on a little rant there. <laughs> no, I, 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 my yeah. uh, our, our son uh, Aiden asked us. He's in his twenties now, and he asked my wife and I, his mom. Uh, he said, "Has everything always been this crazy?" And maybe now that I'm just kind of getting to adulthood, I'm seeing it and I'm recognizing it. Mm -hmm. And we said, "No, it's it's never been like this." The no. things that that Summer and I, his mom, you know, the things that we're really concerned about, and the things that um, uh, that we're seeing going on right now it's the kind of stuff that like our grandparents 
kind of, you know, talked about like, oh, the world's going to hell and everybody's becoming weak. And, you know, it was that kind of stuff where like only old people talked about it. But now it's something like us. We talk about it, our, our age, our generation. Mm. And we're seeing stuff that we've never seen before on such a scale that we've never seen before. And some of that is social media. A lot of it is the media portrayal of things. But it is, it, we are definitely in a time where like the the conspiracies are coming true type of thing. Yeah. And, and it's more obvious yeah. now than it's ever been. And, uh, you know, but I, at the same time, I, I find it really exciting because there is that sense of like, now, now we find out what people really believe. You know, we yeah. find out who really wants to just coast along in the easy world and who actually wants to put up a bit of a fight yeah. and make sure things stay on the right, you know, on the right path. Yeah. I just, um, I, I said something almost identical, uh, Mike, to, to my friend Fletch in, uh, in LA. And he po- I can't even remember what he posted on Instagram uh, on his story. You know, and I, I had said it was something about America, what, something that was happening in, in California early. And, and, you know, it was like, I don't know whether I'm terrified because America, which is essentially, you know, the symbol of the West. So what happens in America affects us directly. Yeah. And I'm not sure if I'm terrified of what's happening in America because there's some things, you know, it might have been something about Joe Biden wanting to give family separated at the border $450,000. And I was like, but I'm also encouraged because you see so many people going, this is insane. Like, yeah why you know there's people on the streets you know there's homeless veterans yeah there's yeah. a million things that could be done without giving people who have entered the country illegally why would you give them half a million dollars like yeah, yeah. and it, you know well, they had... but seeing people now starting to speak up about it and saying well, I, maybe we've went far enough this way maybe we start need to go a little bit this way now um yeah so yeah yeah and i was just following on from that chris that we also i'm, I'm sure you saw Mike the I suppose the second White House press secretary not the main one who was down ill they had our kind of backup in and she was asked directly you know are you going to give $450,000 to people that emigrate or immigrate to America legally and she had said well well, why would we do that and (laughs) and the reporter said but you're giving $450,000 to people that are flooding across the border illegally and she was like but I don't understand your question he said well do you not think if people are coming here, going through the right channels and the right process, they deserve the $450,000 to set them up for life? And she was genuinely puzzled, like, I, I don't get what you mean. Yeah. And as, a, as a, I like to think of myself as a relatively rational person, I'm like, well, you can't have scenario A and then completely yeah. discount scenario B when someone's going through the correct process, but you're not going to reward them or give them the same start as someone who's saying... You know, and I appreciate people are fleeing from sometimes horrific situations, but still, you know, if people are coming across that and you're going, here's $450,000, come on down. The, well, and, the and, people that come normally. Yeah. And the, and the real the real scary thing there is that, you know, you and I and, and most of our friends, most of our people in our circle, and I would say most Americans and people, they understand that. Like they would they would go, that this doesn't make sense. But there, there will come a time, and we may be a generation or two from it, there will come a time where when we try to pr- uh, promote a rational idea like that, we're going to get that deer in the headlights kind of look like, I don't even understand the question. I can't understand why what I'm doing is wrong. You know, we're, we're so steeped in like, you know, capitalism and freedom and uh, so many other kind of doctrines and uh, you know, and America still has a lot of, you know, Christian values and stuff that are just part of our culture. 
but there's a, there's a generation that's coming up that's they're going to be very easy to manipulate into where you know words like truth words like capitalism words like um uh you know i don't know uh self-reliance and stuff like that all these things are going to get manipulated and changed to mean something different so that when you and i when we're in our 50s and 60s and we're trying to tell the younger generation this is wrong they're going to have a really hard time even understanding the concept mm -hmm. of why something is right why, why something is wrong and um you know and i think that that's um i think that's the real danger that we're that we're up against these days yeah there's yeah. um you know there's uh, yeah i don't know whether self-loathing you know the pulling that you know this you know the statue thing and uh, this is relevant because i you know i just heard on um i think it would be on the way to jiu-jitsu actually the other day that the you know in edinburgh they're going to pull down some statues or rename some streets because they had a connection to slavery yeah so you go okay but don't we need to learn from that and go yeah. okay this is it's you know i understand why people would be you know upset about it but you think well you know, do we do we eliminate Hitler from history? Yeah, right. No, you, you go. This guy was an insane person, and this is why he was wrong. But you don't. Why would you? It just it, it just it beggars belief. You know, really. There's there's all these um, where I grew up. There's a lot of uh, Civil War battlefields, mm. and um, I don't really know the history of the battles. I mean, when I was growing up, they were just there, and um, and now they've got signs up and stuff, but. You know, there were there were men that died on that field, you know, good guys, bad guys, you know, or, or just men in general just fought and died. You know, some were fighting for the South, some were fighting for the North and um, but whatever the case is. But for me growing up, it was like this is this is like a historical place. Like this is a place where, um, yeah, terrible things happen. You know, brothers essentially, you know, may have killed each other. Um, but it's also something that I want to be protected so that I know that I can go there and see this this happened you know this is real this is you know um and i and i i mean maybe if there was something like hitler street you know maybe we yeah. rename it you know <laughs> i don't know but you know it's it's i think the the bigger issue is that it's part of that movement of just rewriting history and and trying to get people to not think they just don't want to think about stuff yeah it's like rewriting history is something that you know you think of like isis do that yeah yeah, they go we tear down monuments. Yeah, yeah, we don't, you know, I, 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 because I, I thought of this today because I passed. So, um, the the Battle of Bannockburn uh, site um, in Scotland, it's not far from us, you know, where the, the English and the Scots fought. And you think, well, you know, would we take that down because you know we we beat the English and yeah. loads of English people were, would would we remove that yeah. because the yeah. English people would died, and it's well, you know, it's kind of anti-English. You know, because it was a fight, men got stabbed. No, you go, you celebrate it as heritage. Yeah. And go, okay, this is why we don't yeah. want to go to battle again. <laughs> but it's, it's part of your heritage. Why would you, it just seems, that's insane. Yeah. But, you know, other stuff isn't. And it seems, you know, and it, it's, it's almost, you, you almost feel um, nervous about even saying these things. Because in case somebody goes, oh, Oh, you said you you must be a racist or a bigot, or you go no. I'm just this is common sense, like <laughs> yeah. And you know you do get a little bit nervous when you have to. I mean, I don't know if you feel the same in, in America, mate, but you, you do feel nervous about saying certain things. Um, in case well, sure, get... the, 
you know, it used to be that you had um, communities of people that you could talk to that share the same ideas or, or something like that. But now, you know, you're not supposed to talk. I don't know how it is in Scotland, but like in America, you're not supposed to talk about politics at uh, in church. You're not supposed to talk about it at work. You're not supposed to talk about it at family gatherings. You're not supposed mm. to talk about it in, you know, public places in general. Um, you know, people kind of look over their shoulders to see if it's okay to talk about stuff. And that's not, that's not healthy. You know, we've got to be able to say what we, what we think, because the truth is the guy who's sitting next, next to you at work probably shares a lot of the same values you do, but mm. maybe not exactly. And, and you guys need to be able to talk about those things openly without, yeah, you know, exactly. calling each other names. And that's, yeah, you know, people only practice it on the internet, which is just terrible. Yeah. yeah. So I had, um, <laughs> an, I suppose an ex-friend, but I, you know, I don't know what any grudges, but when, uh, you know, when Facebook and Twitter and everybody decided to, to ban uh, uh, Donald Trump from all the platforms, yeah. you know, I'd, I'd have said on Instagram, like, if you don't understand where this goes, I mean, you're, you're, you're stupid. Yeah. And a girl that I know messaged me, and she, she, she went insane. And she went in this massive rant about Donald Trump's a racist, and he said this, and he said that. So it's like, and I'm trying to forget that. Who's making that decision? Yeah. He didn't actually say what you think he said. Yep. They're just making it up. And, uh, you know, you can't just ban people who you disagree with. You have to have a conversation and go, okay, Donald, this is why you're wrong. And that's why you say, you can't just go, nope, no, you're yeah. not allowed to speak anymore. Mm -hmm. And she went crazy. And then, <laughs> in fact, I sent Ali the WhatsApp message because I sent her a WhatsApp message and saying, uh, you know, blocking somebody from blocking somebody from Instagram who believes in the freedom of speech for everybody is the most unintentionally hilarious thing ever. Good luck with everything. <laughs> and sent yeah. it. You know, it's just like, you don't understand... No. I'm not saying, you know, he should be promoted or he shouldn't be promoted. I'm just saying you have to really protect that idea that, listen, we might really disagree on things, but we have to be able to talk about them. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah, yeah. You're, doing, you're doing the thing that you think you're not doing. Like, it's yeah. crazy. And people don't so, really see the, the power of self-correcting, you know, that like if, if people really didn't agree with what Donald Trump was saying, they could unfollow Donald Trump, unfollow the people that, that follow him. And eventually that's going to kind of correct itself. Like, you know, either he's going to lose so many people that, um, you mm. know, he, you know, he, he, uh, he, he stopped saying what he's saying if he was saying it, but you know, there's, there's a power there and kind of letting the, you know, things self-correct, but people don't want, don't want to take that responsibility. They want to say somebody else, somebody else's job to prevent someone from talking or to pre prevent mm -hmm. a particular flag from flying or to pre prevent a uh, monument from standing, you know, those kinds of things instead of taking that personal responsibility, which is actually a very American thing. Like we should, we should just be steeped in personal responsibility, but it's mm -hmm. like, it's something that has, um, hasn't really been, uh, you know, made a, an appearance in, mm -hmm. in a generation or two now. Yeah. And it's just getting worse really quickly. I mean, yeah. You know, in terms of, you know, America, I mean, if somebody violently disagrees with Donald Trump or, or, or you know, they want to shut him up, there was lots of platforms where, you know, you know, presidential debates with, you know, they had the platform to, to point out why he was stupid. Yeah. It didn't. Yep. You know, they, they had Joe Biden. <laughs> they love speak to everybody. So you go, okay, well, you know, I, I haven't seen anybody who's, um, you know, like, um, you know, I watched uh, uh, Tulsi Gabbard who is brilliant. She's, she's super cool. Yeah. And she just absolutely 
annihilated Kamala Harris, and you go, oh, you could just do that someday by this is a fact. This is what yeah. you've done. Right. But nobody did that, Tom. They just yeah. went, no, you just have to stop speaking. Which yeah. to me just makes just makes you go, okay, so what's what's the play here? Because this doesn't seem reasonable. This just seems like you're desperate to shut him up, but you're not actually saying why. Yeah. You know, well, it's, it just seems that, crazy. And that same mindset is, is what's taking place right now with the vaccine stuff. Is that mm. people want a solution. They don't want to investigate if it's a good solution or not a good solution. And they don't want to hear opposing arguments about it. You know, they want everybody to be on board to do the same thing because that's what they believe is right. Whether you think it's right or not, it doesn't, it shouldn't negate somebody else's freedom to think differently. Mm. And that's what they want to suppress. You know, whenever there's a, a different type of thought about something, they don't want people to go down that road and be, begin to question things. And, yeah. um, and when I say they, they, you know, it's the politicians, it's the media, it's, you know, uh, the people that are more progressive. And yeah. it's, um, uh, you know, that, that same kind of mindset shows up. But the other thing is, is that, and, and I heard this from a friend of mine, it, it just proves true time and time again, is that the left, uh, they eat their own, you know, so when they start shutting down the free speech of some person that, you know, maybe somebody opposes, eventually, mm -hmm. it's going to work their way to where like, you know, that person, that lady who you're having a conversation with, somebody that she follows is going to say something and she's going to be like, I don't understand why why they would ban their, this person. And it's mm -hmm. like, yeah, it's uh, because that person yeah. decided to actually speak up, you know, on something. Yeah. And it may not be politics. It may be something like the vaccine or maybe something else. But, you know, when people start to speak out of turn, they're going to get banned. And that's one of the, yeah. the things that we're seeing these days is um, the, the question yeah. I think a lot of people have is what do we do about that? Like I seen uh, like 1776 United. Um, uh, I think you guys got uh, Ian Smith coming up on your podcast, maybe. I could be wrong yeah. about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, it so, might, you know, that, might, that might be that might you know, be tricky because he's he's having some issues just now, and it's hard to get a hold of him. But we're really <laughs> fingers crossed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But he's one of you know he's one of those guys that's standing up for something, and he's getting yep. shut down, right? And so the question is, what do you do about that? You know, what are the next kind uh, yeah. of so, alternatives? So, so in terms of, um, like the, the just sorry, Ali, just because you were you know, talking about vaccine there. So uh, Ali's vaccinated because that was the best thing for him to do because uh, he has some uh, like asthma and stuff, and I am not. And it wasn't. It didn't even start out as like I'm not getting vaccinated. You know, I simply got a letter to get vaccinated the day before, um, and I am distance triathlon. So I went, okay, that's mm. not going to happen. Yeah. And then I'm not going to do it the month after because your body takes a long time to recover. And then since then, you know, there's some stuff starts coming out and you start going, eh, okay, let's, let's wait a minute here. Let's, and, then, and then it's like, okay, well, let me, you know, and there's some more stuff starts coming out and then you start going, okay. You know, and I just sent something to Ali just now. Like uh, th there was a British doctor had said that, you know, the UK had... Uh, uh, fuddled its uh, Pfizer um, results, uh, and yeah. something just about saying they did the same in Texas. They have they have yeah. screwed results, and the results are not what they say they are. That you know, it really isn't all that you don't. If you're vulnerable, but then again, it's like I'm not saying Ali. Oh my God, you're so stupid! You've took a vaccine. It's like, cool man, if you think if you think it's the best thing to do, take it. But you can still be friends with Chris, even though Chris course, is like, 100%. I'm not sure about this thing, right? That's how that's how yeah, like no, adults 100%. treat each other. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and that's not the only thing. Me, me and Chris disagree 
fundamentally on like politically as well you know we're on opposite sides of several spectrums on that respect but you know it's obviously, i mean obviously, it's still an asshole, obviously, but... obviously, obviously i'm correct but, uh... <laughs> <laughs> but like you say mike and i think it goes back to what you said is that growing up and and it, it certainly is the case in Scotland, as you seem to have said it is in America. You're kind of told to an extent from an early age, don't talk about politics, don't talk yeah. about religion. But they're the two probably biggest touchstone subjects that if someone starts talking yeah. about it, 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 most people have a very strong opinion on both those subjects one way or another, whether mm. they are completely anti-politics mm. and don't want to talk about it or they're very pro-politics or they're very anti-religious or very mm. pro-religious people tend not to be quite neutral on those topics and i think that's what we've lost over time is the ability to say like say i decided to get the vaccine i have i have three kids one of my my oldest son he decided to get it my youngest son who's 17 said i'm i'm 17 i'm fat i'm not getting it yeah. cool i'm okay yeah. with that whereas some of his friends have been forced by their parents to get the vaccine even though they're 17, 18 year old, okay, still teenagers, but young adults heading into adulthood. You know, Logan's made the decision. I'm fit, I'm healthy. I train quite a lot. The chances of me getting any real serious side effects off it are slim to none. I'm going to let my body do what my body does. Yeah. Beautiful. Crack on with that. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I think that that's um, when we talk about the the freedom for people to make those decisions and the um, the inability though to have conversations that different one of the challenges is that and this is something that, that social media has not done very well instagram facebook none of them have done this well is that they've never taught people to actually how to have a conversation and even because we've avoided these these subjects like you know politics and you know religion and now you know health stuff um, because we've avoided those we just show up with our opinion that we've been keeping in our head for you know the last 10 years or whatever instead of learning how to actually ask questions and that's how you have a conversation with somebody because mm -hmm. like if you if you got the vaccine i'd be like ali why'd you get the vaccine tell me your tell me your mindset you know what, what was going on and then you would tell me your story and then i would tell you some of my thoughts and then we would kind of go back and forth but what you get on the on facebook and then sometimes in real life is that people just tell you what they think and that's as far as they know how to go. They really don't know how to have an actual conversation where they're, you know, back and forth and respectfully disagreeing on things. That's a that's a lost art, and I think that's something that we got to bring back. So I had uh, again, it was on Instagram. I posted something recently, and I was angry at the time. I normally don't post things, um, you know, that are a little, little controversial. But I think it was to do with it. You know, they want to extend because in Scotland now you have a vaccine passport. You can't go to, no, not that I'm going to nightclubs, but you can't go to nightclubs or uh, large indoor gatherings of more than 500 people without a vaccine passport. The Scottish government wanted to expand that. And I'm saying this is crazy. You know, we now, we now know as a fact that it doesn't, the vaccine doesn't stop you getting it or spreading it. That's not yeah. controversial. That's just factual. W what is a vaccine passport? What does it do other than control people? Yep. You know, and, and uh, you know, a girl that I know from, uh, she's up in Aberdeen. She goes, "Oh, you know, I love you, but you, you, you post some shite." And I went, "Explain to me what I've just said." Shite. And she went, "Oh, well, your vaccine thing for one." And I went, "That's not an explanation. No. Explain it. I'm asking. I mean, tell me why I'm wrong." And you can't. You've just said, "That's rubbish." And then she went, "Laugh." So I go, "Okay, that's not a conversation. That's just you." No spouting off your opinion yep. and you haven't done it very well 
Yeah. So, no, not only that, but it's, it's difficult. That's a really difficult thing to do. Even if she wanted to explain it to you, why it was wrong or whatever, like that's, you got to sit there and think about it, type it out. It's not like this. It's not like having a conversation. Yeah. That's the, that's something where I, I think we just need to realize either social media just sucks at this and we just need to just all be purely entertainment or, or we've got to be used to, yeah. we, they have to change the format up a little bit to, to where we can actually have a conversation back and forth. And it's a little bit more organic because it, right now it feels like I'm a robot talking to a, a machine yeah. that's talking to somebody else on the other end and translating for me. And it's just not, it doesn't feel like one of the, uh, one of the things that, one of the things that we have said multiple times, Mike, is that it helps a lot when you can look into, <laughs> look into a man's eyes. So you can see yeah. really what's going on. So when, you know, when Ali was saying we disagree on a lot of things politically, um, so we we the things that we agree on, and I'm confident you'll agree, is you know we agree on a strong military, you know law and order. Uh, really, you should control borders to some respect. You, you have to control who's coming in and out and, and figuring out what's going on there. But we also agree on things like social care. Mm-hmm. You know, if people aren't able to work or they're out of work, we should look after them. You know, see, so these are all things you go. Those are all real reasonable things. Yeah. You know, people, if somebody just shouts at you about why you're wrong about this, you know, <laughs> you know, some people will say, um, you know, some crazy people will say, you know, there shouldn't be any immigration at all. And you go, that doesn't work. You know, we need to bring in good people. But, you know, that, you know, unemployed Lithuanian guy with a violent record. Eh, we, yeah. we don't, Not a good fit. We don't, yeah. we don't need them. Like, that's silly. Yeah. And you think, Okay, so you know, should we look after, um, you know, as all countries do, I guess we have a hub of homeless veterans. Yeah. Well, like, can we look after those guys? They fought for the country, and we help them. Is there a way we can help them? And you know, same as, you know, uh, somebody who's unable to work. You know, they've, they've 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 got an injury or they have a disability. Yeah, let's help those guys. Like, yeah. Really, let's help them. Let's do more for those people. But you know, you just. Everything gets lost in the noise of, as you say, you know, 140 characters, or you know, somebody who you know, just doesn't know how to formulate a conversation, and and it's all done electronically, and you can't look at somebody and go, yeah, you know, I like what he's saying, you know, he made that point, and it's, you know, it makes a big difference to do it in this yeah, format to have a reasonable conversation. Yeah. Um. So yeah, sorry, another another little rant that was going on there. I, was, <laughs> I go on a couple of those of podcasts. I, I know. Talk, talk talking about the conversations, Mike, and you mentioned a few times about how, and I think me and Chris are of the opinion as well that social media, while it was potentially a great idea, maybe hasn't continued along that trend for those various reasons. You know, you can't get context from a message, you can't get tone from a message, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So you've kind of been quite intentional about it, and and started to move away from those podcasts to the point that you've actually opened up your own kind of online community haven't you yeah 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 we got something called the foundry and we kicked it off in august with a kind of our alpha team to test it out and then now we've got about uh, just a little over 200 guys signed up and um, awesome and the goal is and the way the foundry works by the way is so phase one is uh there's an app and then there's also the online uh, way you can do it. you can do it from your desktop if you wanted to but you, you kind of join at what looks like a social media platform, but it's really structured more like an online community. So you can actually go in there and you can choose the groups that you want to be a part of. And there's not all this crazy noise of like, you know, trying to sell people stuff. And, uh, you know, it, you know, it's a very structured and a very intentionalized kind of way of doing online communities. 
And so the first phase for us is really to kind of bring guys in there and set the tone for the culture and how those conversations are going to go. And one of the things that we're going to be doing is actually having, um, when guys first come on, is actually having just like, they'll watch a little video. And it basically will say like, here's, here's how you communicate online. Here's, here's, you know, here's like the way you do these things. A lot of that stuff should just be part of the culture or like how, how we do things. But uh, if you're not teaching people, nobody's ever going to learn. And so mm -hmm. even though like social media or, you know, a, um, an app doesn't give you the ability to see like eyeball to eyeball and all these expressions, there are ways that you can communicate in a kind of like a more, um, uh, tell me more kind of, you know, atmosphere. Like, you know, I want to know what you mean or tell me more about that. There's ways that you can kind of, uh, let people know that, Hey, look, I'm not being against you right now. Uh, I just have questions, you know, or I, I'm not sure I agree with that. Those, those kinds of things, but we have to be intentional about that kind of stuff when the, um, as it, as we build a community, if otherwise people are just going to bring over the bad habits and it's just going to end up being another, you know, bad place. And then phase two will be something we call guilds and the guilds will actually be men, butts in seats, guys, you know, sitting around a, a table and studying together, growing together, uh, like human beings are supposed to do. Yeah, it sounds uh, sounds fantastic. It's um, a real good idea. Um, do you have like an idea of how how big you want to grow that thing, or you know, do you not do you not want to get too big in case it gets a little bit crazy? Or yeah, so I, you know, my thought is um, there has to be uh, a sense of scalability where like, so if I'm a guy and I join the foundry, let's say two years from now. I might want to only join the groups that are specific to like my state or my area. So like maybe there's a hunting group, but I don't want to, you know, maybe I want to join like the, the everybody's in it hunting group that's got like 2,500 guys in there or something, but I don't, you know, but I really want to focus on the guys that are close to me. And I think that's really where it's, for us is, is going to be um, uh, where we're going to kind of control that scale. So there may be, you know, 10,000 guys that end up being on this platform, but they're, they're going to come in and know, like, I just, I'm not going to jump into the room that has 10,000 guys in it. That's just going to be a bunch of noise. I've, I've experienced that already on you know every social media platform. Mm -hmm. I'm really going to be intentional about why am I here? Why am I showing up? What does this mean for me? And they may join two or three groups. And my, my guess, uh, I've kind of talked a little bit about this, I think, uh, on another podcast, but the, I think the future of social media or these online communities is going to be that people join these smaller groups that mm -hmm. they want to be a part of. And somehow all that gets aggregated to like a, a feed that we can all see kind of like how, um, you know, this, the smart TVs new, do now where like you may have a Google TV subscription or Amazon or a Hulu or, you know, uh, HBO max, whatever. And it just kind of shows you like heads up, like here's all the things that are going on, take your pick. And I think we're going to have something like that for social media where um, you could be a part of the silly goose gang group, you know, with your guys like on it. app and, like it. and, and the foundry and the, you know, whatever, I'm sure Jocko will have something, you know, whoever else. Yeah. You could be a part of these five or six, 10, whatever different groups or apps that you want to be a part of. And they just kind of get aggregated to, you know, some other, you know, central feed. And I mm -hmm. think that's how we're going to get away from the control that, you know, Facebook, Instagram, um, Twitter, all those guys have right now. Yeah. We've, got to, we've got to, you know, get smaller and get a lot more intentional about what we're doing. Yeah. So how much, like, you know, in terms of, um, in terms of you, you know what you're saying, the small groups. How much does the way you want to structure it? Because I know you're a man of faith. I know you're a Christian man. So how much does that uh, play a part in it? Because you know, you know, me and Ali have said many times and many times on the podcast that you know we like to go to. You know, we do both do Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, 
you know, people like to do CrossFit and stuff. And that, in some way, for people who uh, aren't people of faith, has replaced going to the church because that was a yeah. thing that people did, you know, 100 years ago, 50 years ago. Um, and, and, and I think that, you know, in some respect, I think that, you know, maybe it's missing in life because people don't have a place to gather with decent people just following a decent guideline. Yeah. You know, so how much does that play on on, on your um in your group? Yeah, that's a good question. So one of the things that I that I do with the guys when they first join is I give them an I send, I send them an automated email and I outline the values. And these are my values. And and I say, you know, look, I'm not gonna start every podcast episode or every post with like a chapter and verse, you know, but I'm a Christian and these are the things that I believe. And so you need to know that like this is the kind of stuff that we're gonna be talking about and dealing with, and it's gonna come up here. So if you're anti-religious, it's not a good fit for you. If you're anti-Christian, if you're anti, you know, uh, this is not going to be a good fit for you. And I think that's that's key because, like, when we when we all jumped into like Facebook, Instagram, all this stuff, we thought, oh, it's just a place to share information. It's just going to be fun to connect with these different groups. And then we got kind of blindsided when they were like, oh, by the way, we're going to shut you down if you're not a conservative. We're going to shut you down if you talk about certain things. And you know, that's uh, as much as possible. We need it. We've got to avoid that. And so I guess you know. For me, it's letting people know this is what I believe. So if you want to be a part of this group, you don't have to toe that line, but you need to be aware of like, this is what I'm going to talk about. Mm -hmm. And then as far as like building guys up, um, yeah, absolutely. I think faith is a, is a critical component there because I think guys, those like we talked about, the, the questions about politics and religion and those kinds of things, ultimately that gets right at the heart of, um, of, what, it, of what people really desire to ask, those big questions. Why am I here? What's this all about? What's the purpose behind everything? And we've got to have a place where it's expected to ask those big questions and have those big discussions. And, uh, and we need to have, I think there has to be somebody who, who tells us like, this is my, this is what my perspective is going to be on that, you know, ahead of time to some degree. Yeah. It's, um, you know, there's, you know, I've been thinking about this more and more recently about, you know, the church because, you know, I went through a stage of thinking, you know, the whole thing was a bit silly. And then you get a little bit older and you start going, you see the way the world's going uh, and you kind of go, maybe just people like, I mean, what's wrong with just having, you know, solid morals? Yeah. Uh, you know, and and just, you know, just being a, like a, a good human being, like, you know, it's like people have lost this, you know, if you look at the, you know, you know the Ten Commandments, you go, yeah, that's not a bad list. It's not a bad end <laughs> right. things to learn. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, it's, oh, it's not bad at all. Up. Yeah, it did freeze up a little bit. I don't know if it's me or if it's uh, if it's Chris. Can you guys see me? No, I think, I think Chris has just froze up. Yeah, but uh, as he's rightly see, saying, Mike, you know, this yeah, is the devil. There this is, the devil and I think here. that idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the minute Chris makes the commandment, Chris he is in here, up. He's getting ready to talk about Jesus. I felt it, and then boom. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> it came in and knocked him out. But I, I, I do think that's a massive thing that's missing in a lot of men's lives is that positive male, you know, role models, peer group that just doesn't seem to exist unless you, I suppose it comes back to, to words you've used quite a few times, like that intention and intentionality. You know, you have to intentionally go out and look for it. Yeah. Um, it doesn't fall in your lap, even with social media and the ability to interact with, you know, millions of people worldwide. You still have to go and look for, you know, number one, a group and number two, as you're saying, the right fit. 
because that can cause a massive issue as well if it's not the right fit. No, 100%. And that's, it's got to be the right fit. And that's why you want to be upfront about, hey, this is what this group believes. This is what our values are. And, uh, and so that the guys who do show up, you know, they're not disrupting things too much. It's not so that you create like an echo chamber where like we all think the same way, but you got to have some semblance of shared values. It's got to be where like, you know, if, uh, if you and I are going to disagree on something, we're not disagreeing on like the fundamentals of what it means to be a man or um, you know, those kinds of things. We're maybe disagreeing on some of the, the details about how we might approach something versus something else. And that's great. That's what we want. But if it's yeah. like right now, what we're getting in, in social media world is people who have completely, or it seems like a really opposing opinions that are just duking it out in public. And it's not helpful. It's not fruitful. Um, so you gotta, you gotta have some kind of baseline to start from. Definitely. And what I've noticed as well, and again, I don't know if it's sort of similar in America, because obviously with politics, with you having essentially the two-party system, in Britain we have a few more, but it still is essentially a two-party system. You've got the Conservatives and the the Labour Party. We've got the Scottish National Party up in Scotland that are kind of replaced as the main party. But things have seemed to have swung so far left that I almost get classed as right wing, whereas I consider myself to be more centre left. Yeah. But I'm just not so far left where everything's swung that by default I'm more to the right than the mainstream media are portraying. And people, oh, you must be really right wing because, as Chris said, I, I think we should have some kind of border control. Or you must yeah. be a racist then. I, I do think there should be that. I, do, do you know? And, and I, yeah. I've kind of been pushed that, well, uh, am I right wing? Well, no, I, I know I'm not because I'm yeah. not. The other side, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm no, center left, side. if anything. And, well, and yeah, the, and I think that's is, what you're saying. And you have these, uh, and a lot of people in America have this as well. This is why, where the two-party system doesn't really serve people because if you have a uh, varying de- degrees of like where you believe certain things, you know, even more, you know, um, you know, like you said, like, you know, you believe that we should have border security and we should, you know, control those things. Well, it doesn't necessarily mean that you know, you're, you are far right, but it, it may mean that you have an opinion yep. that's different from what the party, you know, on the left or whatever is, is espousing. Well, who's your candidate? Who's the person out there that you choose to do? I, and I don't know where, how we get away from this two party thing. You know, um, yep. here in America, we have libertarians that keep trying to run like the worst people in the world, you know, like they just look <laughs> weird. I don't know, but they, uh, you know, I think we've got to have something. I would love to get to where it's a partyless system. And a person just runs and they say, this is what I believe. Do you believe these things? You know, if you do vote for me, here's my experience. Yeah. You know, that, that, yeah, totally. Yeah. hundred percent. Me and Chris have said that even in Britain with our, you know, as you say, we've also got things like the, the liberal Democrats that have maybe 20 or 30 representatives in the, in the main house of parliament down in London, uh, the green party. And we said, it'd be lovely or it'd be ideal. Kind of what you're saying. If there was a party called the common sense party, because yeah. every, every party has something that you go actually I really like that piece of the puzzle Yeah, right. Yeah. but the rest of it's terrible so I can't vote for them and actually I like two or three of that but as you say the person's just weird and there's no way I'm casting my vote for them yeah. or you know they're a party that believe in you know whatever but there's one piece of the policy you go ooh can I have that and it'd be great if there was a common sense party or a menu and you could go yeah. right I want that one that yeah. bit and that bit put it all together we're pretty in a good place here well you know and i don't know how uh, because of where we are with technology these days we could actually have a pre-election um as in 
Americans or, you know, Scotsmen's or, uh, or Scottish, I don't know what you guys call yourselves, <laughs> but you know, the, the people who would go out and vote, we could actually just say, here's what, here's what I would like to see in a candidate. You know, here's a list of a hundred things. I'm going to choose all the pieces and I'm going to move a sliding scale as to like, this is really important or not important. Right. And that just goes up to some database. And, and so that, you know, it's like, Hey, here's who America wants. Let's go find this guy you know, of the candidates that we have out there who meets these criteria. You know, there's, there's all kinds of stuff we could be doing differently, but, you know, uh, will we see it in our lifetime? I don't know. I don't, yeah, I don't think so either. It's, it's funny as well, as I said, I've got my oldest son, a couple of years younger than, than your son, he's 18, so he's yeah. cast, and, and Scott, the Scottish elections, you can vote from 16, and the main UK elections, you have to be 18. So he's cast his vote at Scottish elections, but never voted yet in a, in a UK general election, because um, he wasn't old enough the last, the last run through. But he's got really heavily into politics, and it's quite interesting to see, because obviously he's grown up, probably similar to your son's he's grown up in a social media world yeah you know he's he's had social media since since high school you know he's grown up as a teenager with the exposure to social media and all the different things that that i certainly didn't have growing up as a teenager back in the you know the late 90s and it's interesting to see where he pulls his points of view from and how it's influenced by by me by by my wife his mum you know by his friends by social media it's interesting to see him kind of starting to grow his own political personality yeah well it's it's a uh, it's an interesting thing now because you bring up that he's 16 and then yeah here in america it's 18 you can vote but the the thing is most men these days don't mature until we're about 25 or 27 years old our frontal cortex yeah. doesn't really mature until we're older it wasn't always that way it, you know if you go back um there's still people who these days um because of how they've grown up their frontal cortex is um is actually uh, much more mature and so they're a mature more mature human being at the age of 18 than somebody else who's 25 years old but you know I, I do worry about the fact that we've got you know almost a decade of somebody's life they can vote and but the, for the remainder of their life they may not think that way they may actually look back at that decade of their life and go wow i was stupid you know i can't believe i voted for yeah. because we don't mature until so much later so there's there's a lot of things around this whole the the voting the age the um you know the, the the system itself that is due for a change and um you know i think i think the best thing we can do you know on a ground level is we've got to raise our sons and daughters to be more mature than the average person and and then hope for the best you know and i think that's about as good as we can do definitely 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 that's all you can do and it? it's hope and i know i've listened to one of your it was either one of your i think you call them truck talk thursdays or your yeah. foundry fridays it was one of the ones and you were talking about and i remember it as well because i mean i was born in 1978 i'm 43 years old oh, now so, so um oh awesome awesome so i very similar um obviously sort of exposure to things and and in the 80s certainly american culture started to come across to britain like i'm a massive chicago bears fan uh, because of Super Bowl Twenty and the Super Bowl yeah. Shuffle and Walter Payton and William yeah. Perry um, yeah. and Dan Hampton, all those great guys, Jim McMahon. Um, and as that was coming across, you were talking about how in the 80s, a lot of the TV shows had very, very family values, very moral based. Like yeah. I even remember like the He-Man cartoon and at the end, yeah. Adam of Eterno would pop up and go, on today's episode, and he would do a little kind of moral tale about yeah. what you saw. And right. where it came from we had family ties which is crazy looking back to think michael j fox played a young republican and he yeah. was beloved and yeah. he was a young republican a capitalist yeah. but we seem to have changed through the 90s and i remember howard stern coming in and the shock jock and the mtv yep. culture 
Yep. And even I'm I'm a massive pro wrestling fan. The extreme attitude here in wrestling, yeah. and suddenly things started to turn round away from family values. And I know you've spoken about that. That seems to have had the massive impact. No, hundred percent. That's that's a big uh, shift. And and like I said, there's a generation that doesn't know how things used to be. You know, they grew up with social media and these kind of quick clips of just kind of watching stuff that's entertainment. And they scroll and they swipe and they do it all in this tiny little device. You know instead of actually sitting around with their family, laughing together, talking about stuff, you know, and having these shared values that came from, yeah, it was entertainment, but it was valuable and it taught things to people. Um, and it even gave them outside perspectives. You know, there were, we had these after school specials that we would watch, you know, that were just these quick little cartoons and stuff that would come on TV. And it was just kind of like, Hey, don't be a bully. Hey, smoking's bad. Hey, you know, uh, you know, help your mom out around the house or whatever, you know, it was, it was like good stuff. Yeah. And I, I guess it was because at the time, TV and the people responsible for the TV and what was being shown, they were still coming out of that 1950s, 1960s kind of era where like family was what it was, you know, was really important. And they had those values there. And so when they chose a show to show to people, you know, they, they wanted to make sure that, they, that it was a show that added, added value. And then, like you said, it just, it, it took a nosedive sometime in the 90s. Um, it really became more about the entertainment factor than the value factor. And, uh, and now it's just gotten to a place where it's as, as long as we can just, you know, they can keep you on your phone swiping, you know, or just watching the next YouTube clip, you know, so that you can watch more ads and stuff. Um, it's, it's, it's had a major shift. And one of the things that we want to bring back with the foundry actually is value So we have things that are not just educational videos, but things that are actually like, you know, it's entertaining, but it's also adding that value to where like you watch that, with yourself or with your family and you go, man, like, that's awesome. Like, I, 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 I want to meet these guys. I want to be like these guys. I want to, you know, uh, model my, myself after some of the things that are going on. We've got to bring that back. Absolutely. Definitely. And Chris has rejoined us as well, talking about welcoming things back. Chris has managed to jump back into the world. It seems like I've returned and, uh, and you guys have sorted the world out. So, well, you know, what's funny, Chris, is that I, you know, as soon as you started talking about Jesus and stuff, like, uh you know like your internet went out so i think you know the devil is after you man you devil, the going, devil's after me you gotta have uh, a holy man come by and bless your house or something I don't know. <laughs> uh yeah no it's true um yeah it's, um, I, I, you know one of those instances where you know sometimes the internet drops out and you go oh i can fix this and then it's just like nothing is working and it, it would not connect my phone yeah. my, you know, I'm, I'm just using my phone to, to message Ali saying I can't go on but it, that's working fine you know how yeah. definitely the devil I wanted to pick up on something though that, that we kind of left off on uh, talking about religion real quick you know I, I meet a lot of guys that say um, like I don't want to go to church but I want my kids to go because I want them to learn those fundamentals and those lessons and stuff like that because they recognize that there's like there's good things you know, that are taught in church, even if they don't, they don't believe the whole thing. But I think guys have really got to challenge themselves on like, what do you believe? Like in, the, in the world in which you live, what, you know, what is your worldview? What do you really believe? Because if like, you know, if, if Jesus is real, if God's real, if there's a, if there is really some spiritual, you know, uh, elements at play here, uh, that if that's true, it changes everything. And, you know, I think guys want to be good and moral and wholesome and tough and, you know, do good for their family. And that's great. And, you know, nothing wrong with that. But I think guys have really got to get to the point where they go, 
I believe this or I don't believe this. This makes sense to me or it doesn't make sense. And and I think guys have got to get pressured, you know, to do that because I think this idea that we're just going to send people off to church and they're they're going to, you know, somehow develop this moral look, I'm telling you people at church will get uh uh will get taken for a ride just like anybody else. You know, just like politics. You know, churches can become corrupt, religion can become corrupt. And uh and so guys have really got to got to think, you know, what do I believe? And, uh, and they've got to get firm in that. And I think that should be the, the purpose of, you know, if you're going to go someplace, it really ought to be to build up what you believe or help under, help you understand what you believe uh, a little bit more, if that makes sense. So, yeah. So I think, you know, what I would say is it's a very hard thing to get your head around, you know, the traditional you know, the old white guy in the clouds with the graveyard. And, and it, it's quite difficult to get your head around that because it seems silly, right? Like, yeah, even, even to, you know, somebody who's, who's a Christian, you would have to say, that, that seems a little silly, okay? Yeah. But when you see as, you know, in the UK, when you see the direction that life has taken, when people have a bank abandoned to some extent the church you do have to say to yourself maybe we better just go to church <laughs> because the way we're heading is not a good way yeah it's it, better it, than nothing yeah it's better than where you, we're going you know so you, so you know that's what I, you know i think and like i say i think if you just live by i mean uh you know i've got you know um some friends uh locally uh four brothers who are all you know grew up in church mom and dad go to church and they still go to church you know the four best people that I know, they're yeah. just solid guys. That you know, family guys, uh, no and just you know, straight shoot. All of a good life. Bizarrely, you know, we always say like the luckiest people. And as a, 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 you know, there's a classic Scottish saying, you know, if you know, if you fell in the clay, you'd come out with a salmon in his mouth. You know, and that's <laughs> you know, that's the way they are. Yeah. They, they they seem to have the the rub of the green all the time, and you go, is it? Is that a coincidence or is there something is there something else happening here? Because they like genuinely the luckiest people. Yeah. And you know, but you know, like I say, you know, just really nice, just awesome guys, family, you know, parents are good people. You know, you know, and you know, we have uh you know, we've had conversations in the past, you know, after maybe one or two years, uh, you know, the conversations become interesting, they do get interesting. So yeah, it's um, well, you know, I've heard that before, know, and I, I think it's as far as whether or not it has something to do with it. I think so. It, ha- it would have to. My, you know, like my thought is, if it's true, if there is some kind of, you know, spiritual plane of existence that is at work, uh, whether we fully understand it or not, I think the more we understand how that works, understand those principles, and live by those principles, it's going to have an impact on our life. You know, it mm-hmm. just is. Uh, and I think that's the kind of the proof that a lot of people are, you know, looking for, you know. Yeah. So I mean, like I would, I've thought about this so many times in my head, uh, you know, about a, like you know when you have a have a reflective day, you know, whether it's um, you know, whatever, you know, you know, a birthday or a celebration or, uh, you know, friends who have died or you know whatever it is, and you're having a reflective day and you think about life and and and, and the meaning of everything and all this stuff and you you think about you know, what, I mean, what is there? What is this? What is it? You know, the general thoughts. And you think there has to be something, you know, because 
everything, you know, it just there's nothing else makes sense of that. You just look at everything. You go, I, the, to me, the, what I would say is <clears throat> something, you know, me and Ali have talked about this before. Is there's been certain things have happened in my life um, where you go, there's just no way that that's circumstance or coincidence. Yeah. Somebody has to be looking after. Somebody's looking after me somewhere, and I, I've said this before: two or three instances, you know, maybe more than that, maybe three or four instances, where you, where you genuinely could pinpoint and go, "There's no way that happens without somebody looking after me." It, yeah. it just doesn't, um, and that's the kind of thing, you know. When I, you know, so I, I believe in something. I just don't know what that something is. It's, it's you know, the, the yeah. idea of you know, you know, the traditional, you know, the old guy with the grey beard. Um, yeah. I don't it's, think it works. Like, I don't think it looks like that. I mean, my, yeah. you know, it's, you know, somebody did a good job painting that, you know, but I'll tell you yeah. what though, like, you know, the old depictions of God in the clouds. I mean, God was yoked. He was just like massive, you know, that was, <laughs> at least I got that part right. I wonder if Jock was God. Yeah. That was going on. <laughs> <laughs> good LP. That's what that is. But yeah, it's a, good it's an interesting conversation uh, for sure. Yeah. Um, and I don't think, uh, you know, I don't think people's lives would get worse if they had a little more faith, um, you know, and lived a little bit more um, yeah. Christian lives. I don't think the life would become worse. I think the life would become better. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think for when... sure. I mean, like if I if I if I recognize that you guys, let's say we all disagreed on, every, on you know political stuff, like really hard hard stuff. Um, you know, I would still have this understanding that. I think you guys are eternal spirits and that, you know, we have a destiny that's hopefully bound together in some kind of way uh, that you, that you're more than just some dude, you know, across the pond that's arguing with me, you know, I, and that changes my perspective about how I think about you. It changes my perspective about how I think about everybody. And I, you know, even when I'm arguing with people on the internet, which I try not to do, but if I am, I try to think like that's somebody made in the image of God, you know, yeah. watch my step, you know, be careful, Mike, yeah. you know, and that's that just changes how I how I think about things. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, we've got a you know I've got a niece who's four years old, and I've said so many times, she has been here before. Hmm. There is there is no way she has not been a person before. You know, I don't know. Everybody says these things about you know oh you know she's been here before. He's, kids are so she smart. Had, she has been here before. He is way too smart and knows way too many things to have not been alive before. It's just like that's, you know. And my nephew, my nephew's not like that. It, she is. <laughs> yeah. She has been here. Hopefully, before. he doesn't like, listen to the podcast. You know. Yeah, he's, he's eight, yeah, nine, so I don't <laughs> think he does. I don't think he does. Uh, <laughs> one day, maybe. But yeah, she is. She has been here before, and it's those things where you do go. Is there something else? Because that, you know, whether, you know, like I say, whether, whether I believe everything, you go, well, maybe not. But those things make you go, Ooh, yeah. something doesn't make sense because that's, this just doesn't, you know, something, some things just don't, you know, some things feel right and some things don't feel right. And that's one of those things where, you you know, like I say, with, with certain instances where I go, somebody's looking after me. This is not, yeah, and it feels right. Whereas, you know, yeah. That's my take. I don't. I, I believe in something. I'm just not entirely sure what that something is. But somebody looks after me, yeah. and uh, that much I'm sure. So that's quite cool. Man. 
Yeah, that's good. Um, but yeah, yeah, looks like I yeah. joined. I, I, I rejoined. Time. <laughs> <laughs> you did indeed. You did indeed. Just on that, I know we said we kind of keep you for about an hour, Mike, and we're heading on to that. So just as we start to wind down, first of all, again, thank you for a great conversation and, and giving up your time to join two idiot Scotsmen that love to talk. Um, so thank you very much for that. But just um, in terms of you know, you mentioned a few of your your projects and the things you've got going on. If you just want to give them all a shout out, and we can add this in the the notes as well, so we can send some people your way that have you know listened and and, and interested in what you're doing out over there in America. Yeah, well, man, I, I appreciate you having me on. This has been a good conversation, guys. And um, you know, if we get a chance to do this again, it'd be awesome. I'd love to you know meet you guys in person. Do you guys actually live pretty close to each other or no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we'll actually live like three or four miles apart. Everything right. in Scotland is quite close <laughs> yeah all right well <laughs> i guess that makes sense yeah yeah no that's cool so you know one of these it's on my on my dream list of uh, places of visit. So if i do i'll, I'll get if you if you're here for sure give us a shout and we'll uh yeah. yeah we'll show you some sites that'd be awesome um uh so yeah a couple of things i've got going on wolf and iron is is probably where, how you guys know me the most uh wolf and so that's where we have the the blog the podcast and we do uh beard oils and various things like that and just all kinds of different ways to connect with guys and help them to grow to be men uh, with the ultimate goal of kind of getting them over into the foundry uh, which we kind of talked a little bit about i've also got another project that's been going on for a few years now maybe almost six years now called uh, rustic and main like main street and uh, we actually make wedding rings which is kind of weird mm -hmm. we have these two totally different businesses uh, but we actually we make wedding rings out of uh, a lot of historic materials um, and, uh, and and stuff that's like really um, sentimental to the people who wear them. Uh, we actually that's have cool. a lot of uh, Scottish whiskey barrels and stuff, um, mm. you know, here and, and people, you know, special request things. And so we, 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 we curate a lot of the materials and I'm talking stuff from like old battleships, uh, you know, whiskey barrels, like I said, old rifle stocks, various things like that, stuff that guys like. And we put those into a ring and uh, always try to tell a story. And so that's uh, that's another business <clears throat> of ours that we try to promote. And um, uh, it's 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 a lot of fun. It's it's a lot of fun to hear people's stories and uh, and connect with people's sentimental objects and then be able to put those into something they can wear. It's awesome. That's yeah, so really incredible. That's cool. I know you've also wrote a book called Tending the Fire, um, which is available on Wolf and Iron on your your website. Yeah. Yes, yeah, available yeah, Wolf and Iron. Yep, you can go there and get a signed copy, or you can go to Amazon and, and order it from there. I would like, we'll get, uh, we'll get, we'll get a signed copy. Yeah, that sounds cool. I yeah. like that. Nice. Me, uh, me and Chris like our signed copies when we've spoke to people. Um, it's always it's always nice when you've spoke to someone and then buy the product yeah. from them and get it signed. It's always, you know, Amazon's great and it's massively convenient, but when you can get it direct from the source and get it signed, it's always it's always nice. Plus, it means Jeff Bezos probably doesn't get his cut, which also <laughs> pleases right. me greatly. <laughs> cool. Well, um, Mike, thank you very much for joining us. It's been a really good conversation. We would love to do this again. You know, if we can arrange at some point next year, we can jump back in and continue this conversation. Who knows where the world would be in another six, eight months' time? It could be very interesting. But uh, thank you very much for your time. We really enjoyed it. And uh, I think we can call episode 69 of the Silly Goose podcast with Mike Yarbrough from Wolf and Iron, Rustic and Maine, done and dusted. Yep. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Silly Goose Gang Podcast.